step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the FjorgeCast. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Don Osmond about his authenticity-centric strategic marketing agency, Oscom. Welcome to the show, Don. Hey, thank you, Tim. So, Don, can you tell us a little a little bit about your company? Sure. It's kind of a, a long, crazy story. Got started back in 2009 when I decided to go off on my own uh, after being in, in public relations for a while. I nearly closed the doors in 2012, 2013 when I went back to school and uh, was planning on doing a little bit of a, a pivot, I guess. And... Uh, <laughs> Man, you know what? Just as I'm thinking about this, there are so many stories <laughs> as to how I got involved with everything. <laughs> well, I was going to ask a little bit more. You said you nearly closed the doors and we're, we're close to a pivot. Yes. What brought that on? Well, I went back to school and decided to get a, a an MBA. And I went back for an MBA in finance and entrepreneurialism. So I uh, I, I graduated from Brigham Young University in communications and kind of had my my path set for me in public relations. Figured I could change the world in media. And uh, after having a, a wonderful career in that, I, I, I went back to school, decided, okay, I'm going to go in and, and find a little bit, find out a little bit more about who I am and what I really want to do. And I got introduced to a couple guys that were starting a new company and they needed a CMO. And so I said yes, and this is while I was wrapping up school at uh, University of California, Irvine. And two weeks before uh, I was graduating, before I'd finished with school, uh, and we were planning on moving that company out to Austin, Texas, I got a call from the investor and he said, yeah, I'm not going to be investing in this Not happening, really? Not, yeah, not going to happen. So I, had the, I, I literally had the carpet pulled out from underneath, underneath me. Was the investor and one of the um, one of the people you were working with, or someone outside? He was a gentleman that I knew, and he okay. was one that I had brought on board to invest, uh, probably close to two and a half million dollars on the project. Got uh, it. And uh, so he at least was kind enough to give me a heads up, and he's just like, "Okay, well, what are we going to do?" So literally, two, like I said, two weeks before graduating, and also two weeks before moving from California out to Texas. I turned to my wife and said, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And we decided, "Hey, you know, let's let's trailblaze out to Texas and figure that out." And so, on the drive, literally on that nearly two thousand mile drive in a U-Haul, car in tow, I'm thinking to myself, "What am I doing? <laughs> what am I going to do?" <laughs> wow, and you're still in Austin today, correct? I am in Austin today. Yeah, it's been it. uh, so almost it two years. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on that drive, I I went back through all everything. I, all my experiences and thought, you know, I really had something going with Oscom. I'm going to reinvigorate that. Great. And, uh, did you change it at all? I did because Oscom was more public relations focused because that was a lot of what I did. 
And going to school and studying finance, I learned a lot more about developing ROI and figuring out all the numbers and all that, all that crazy stuff that us communications-focused people don't like to think about. And uh, focused OSCOM solely on uh, the strategy and running the numbers and helping companies figure out uh, how to make ROI happen with their marketing. And today what we do is we really walk a fine line of that marketing and sales balance. We, we're definitely marketers, I'll, I'll say that, so we're not in sales. But we run up right up to the line and help companies figure out how to make marketing work in conjunction with sales so you get the ROI you're looking for. Interesting. And um, is that typically quantified ROI or, or perceived ROI? Good question. Uh, it ends up being quantified, but it takes some time to figure it out. The thing is, is that marketing is really a process. There, it's, you know, if you look at the collegiate level, it's not a science. You don't get a bachelor's of science. You get a bachelor's of arts. And so to try to quantify it from a scientific standpoint, from like, like finance or accounting or operations, it's very difficult to do that. But when you take a look at your marketing from a process and work, work through the marketing, work through the strategy process by process, you can begin to figure out your own ROI. And it's, what we've found is that it's, it's always unique for every single company, regardless of industry, whether they're in the same industry or not. It's always unique because of their, vo- their authentic voice that they go out there with, the, with their messaging and the way they position their brand and the way they interact with their clients. Um, what works for one company may or may not work for another company in the same industry. And that, at that point, so is it perceived? Is it quantifiable? It's quantifiable in the end. In the beginning, you have to figure that out. You're going to have to say, let's set a baseline and start moving from there. It's almost like you have to, to figure out what you're doing in order to figure out how to quantify it, right? Yeah. Um, and I should say that we're not necessarily recreating the wheel every time we bring on a new client. We're going through the exact same process with every single client, but we're, uh, we're finessing it to the point to where each of our clients know, okay, these are the kinds of returns that I get or, or this is the type of conversion rate that I've got uh, based on uh, a social media platform, a traditional platform, a public relations strategy or, or whatever. Got it. You said you uh, you started your your career in PR and then went into strategic marketing. What made you get into the marketing field to begin with? Well, that's a really long, drawn out story. But if I was to if I was to try to give you a, a short answer, I think it stems from just growing up in the entertainment field. So my my father is Donny Osmond, um, and part of the whole famous Osmond family. 70s, 80s. I mean, they, well, they're still in business today. My dad's been in, he's been performing for nearly 50 years, more, oh, more than 50 You got years. it. And my mom probably goes to all his shows. <laughs> it would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I watched him in, in what he did with regards to entertainment and how he was always trying to market himself, or actually did market himself, and learned what he did with entertainment. And that was always interesting to me. And I knew, well, I didn't know at a young age, I knew after going through a lot of different uh, thought processes that I eventually did not want to go into entertainment. But 
I learned so much from it that it just ended up being almost intuitive for me. And after going through five different majors in college, I finally rested on communications and thought this is this is a passion for me to to deal with the media to help individuals and help brands navigate that uh, um, the the attention that they're looking for and those kinds of things. So really, it stems from growing up in the entertainment world. Got it. So would you say that um, the Osmond family as an entertainment family um, is as good as at marketing as they are at, at, at singing? I think they have to be. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the entertainment world is a very unique industry. It uh, Going to the whole... Uh, the, the whole concept of authenticity and story marketing, it all resides in in the entertainment world. Maybe not so much the authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> At least in some facets. But That's maybe changed over time, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But definitely in terms of story marketing, um, engaging an audience through telling a story. I mean, that's what movies are. That's what songs are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are marketers. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we will get some authenticity-centric marketing advice from our guest, Don Osmond. Don't go away. Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with George Cash. Only on Cranberry Radio.
Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and we are here with Don of Authentic Marketing Strategy Agency, Ozcom. Um, so, Don, I'm curious, what's the coolest thing you've done in your career? Wow. Uh, <laughs> the very first thing that popped in my mind when you said that was bobsledding, which has nothing to do with my career, at least not immediately involved with my career. Sure. But for a short time between 2007 to 2000. 10, 11, uh, I was a professional bobsledder. <laughs> and and I, how does that relate to your career as it is today? Because I, it's kind of funny what happened. So I jumped into bobsledding, which going back to my whole family being involved with entertainment, there, nobody was a bobsledder. And so when the media got attention, got news of me going into the into bobsledding, I got calls from uh, the National Enquirer <laughs> and other <laughs> crazy magazines wanting to know, okay, what the heck is going on with the Osmond family and why do we have a professional bobsledder? <laughs> right. Got it. That's great. I can tell you one thing, Don. I, I now know uh, two professional bobsledders and they both own marketing agencies. So I don't know if there's something there. Really? Yeah, then, you know what? It must be it. It must be the adrenaline junkie in us, because it is so much fun. In fact, the very first time I went bobsledding, I totally blacked out. Oh really? Wow. Oh yeah. And I was supposed to pull the brakes. Didn't <laughs> Hopefully, you stopped in time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, can you give give our listeners a pointer or two on how how you do your your strategic marketing work effectively? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we really start. Uh, from a baseline. So we talked a little bit about marketing marketing ROI and what we do is we've got a, a process by which we we sit down with our clients and say, okay, what are you expecting? How many new new customers do you want? How much do you want to make from each one of them? Let's take a look at all the raw numbers and then uh, extrapolate that information out across a lot of different uh, averages that are out there and say, okay, here to, here's what we know that your raw audience size needs to be. Here's what we know you probably need to be in with regards to impressions. And let's use this as a baseline to start. Because sometimes when people look at their marketing and say, I need to do an ad spend, and they look at the numbers that they're getting from media buy companies saying, hey, you're going to get 100 million impressions here. You're going to get 300 million impressions over here. Social media is going to do this. It doesn't really mean anything to them because they're like, well, impressions are great. I need actual customers so we we set them with the baseline and then from there we we have a process by which we help them figure out their messaging and say okay well let's take a look at who you really are as a business as an individual and what you want to be talking to your customers about right absolutely and and then from there it's just like i said it's a matter of process and so every month we we take a look at the numbers we pivot appropriately we don't do massive changes we make nominal changes in order to make the numbers work right for them. Got it. So you, you talk a lot about authenticity in your in your strategy. Um, how do you scale authenticity? You don't. <laughs> you, I like it. Why is that? Uh, well, it's because it's unique. To be, to be authentic as a brand, as an individual, um, you know, we're especially seeing this for individuals. In fact, some individuals have actually reached out to Ozcom before and said, hey, I, I need some help with my own personal branding on my social media site as a thought leader. Can you help me figure this out? And we don't 
take a look at things and say, okay, well, here's this cookie cutter situation and be able to scale that out 100x, 300x, whatever it needs to be. It really is a matter of taking them through a process. So the, the process may be scalable, but when you actually go through the nuts and bolts of it, we're talking about creating an authentic voice, we're talking about being real, not necessarily transparent per se in in the, hey, here's here's my closet and here's all my skeletons and everything else. But here is uh, authentically who you are, what you stand for, those kinds of things, and being a voice out there in the in the cacophony that is the World Wide Web or that is Google. You got it. So you um, you, you also mentioned ROI quite a bit. Um, how do I how do I know that I'm getting ROI out of my marketing? Well. That is going to take a little bit of looking into what it is that you're what you're doing. I mean, how much are you putting into the spend? What is your, your return app in terms of sales that are actually converting and all those kinds of things? I don't know what your ROI is right now. I mean, unless we take a look at it, but it's going to be individual. It's going to be um, something that is specific to your own company, not necessarily your own industry, but your own own company, and whether or not you you feel comfortable with it. So, Don, you, you mentioned ROI. How would you quantify your family's experience as it relates to ROI and marketing? Oh, great question. You know, that uh, that's probably a, a challenge to figure out because we're talking about six decades of being in the entertainment world. And they it's have... It's a long time to stay relevant. It, it Well, it is a long time to stay relevant. And at times, I think there, there were some rough times when it may have not been as relevant. Sure. I think the best way to take a look at it is is where they're at today and what's happened today. And I looking at my father and, and what he's doing right now with Marie in Vegas, I think speaks volumes to what they've done with regards to being authentic to their brand and maintaining the same thing, the same message and, and a level of consistency. So the people know when they when they hear the Osman name, they they know they're dealing with professionalism. Uh, they know they're dealing with uh, great storytellers, individuals that really know how to put on a wonderful show and be engaging with their audience, which are key and quintessential pieces with regards to marketing. So the ROI overall, uh, I think, is definitely there just by the mere standpoint of saying, hey, they've, they've got some longevity, six decades in the entertainment, uh, in the entertainment industry. And they're going on their ninth year performing and headlining in Las Vegas. That's so incredible. There's something, there's something to be said about that. Right. You you know, what what you just described sounds to me a lot like, you know, being authentic, being who you are um, and knowing that people love you for who you are um, and, you know, giving them, giving them more, offering them what you have to offer. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, Tim. I think especially today, uh, it is imperative for brands to find out their authentic voice and say, this is who we are and this is what we stand for and not being afraid about it and not being tossed about back and forth by different memes and viral videos that are coming out just to try to stay present and, and up front in front of people's faces. I think it's more, far more important for a business to have an authentic voice. And I, I truly believe that, the, uh, that authenticity is really the only value proposition that any company or any brand really has to offer for their customers and clients. 
anything else you're doing is maybe a short-term solution to a, a longer-term problem, right? It, well, exactly. Especially if we're looking at sustained growth, uh, that's the way to go. I mean, there's always shortcuts, but in the end, it's gonna it's gonna bite you in the butt. Right. Exactly. Um, what are some common myths or min- misconceptions about about the work that you do? Uh, that some common misconceptions that I can solve all of their marketing problems by getting them a million impressions. <laughs> it's not, it's not about, it's not about, um, the number of followers. It's about really engagement. Total and, quality of followers or, yep. Yeah. Or, or quality of the content that gives people a reason to have a conversation, gives people a reason to tell a story, gives people a reason to have an experience. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, if you have a, um, let's say you have a million followers, but they, um, you know, they're not true to who you are or they don't follow exactly who you are. Um, is there a way that you can still get value out of them? I don't know. I, uh, I don't think so. I think the value comes from engagement. As a matter of fact, I got a great story about that. So many, well, quite a few years ago when I first encouraged my father to actually get on social media. Um, he had an opportunity that came up to him where somebody said, hey, I'd like you to endorse this product, but we need you to increase your number of followers. And at the time, I think he had probably about a quarter of a million followers. And they said, can you, uh, can you have a million followers, two million followers, someone like Oprah? <laughs> and so I, I took a look at it and and helped them out for a second there and said, hey, well, let's let's look at what the important part is. Is it the number of followers or is it the type of engagement that we're having? Exactly. And uh, I ran the math, figured it all out, and took a look at everything. Bottom line was this. So with regards to making a comparison, this company said you need to have so many followers. I said, well, why not take a look at the engagement? His engagement numbers were somewhere around twenty to 40,000 per post. And they said, no, it needs to be like Oprah. <laughs> I said, well, Oprah's is like fifty to 70,000 per post. And the difference is substantial with regards to followers. The bottom line was is that this company just was so caught up on the idea that followers was, was the big thing rather than sure. engagement. And it's not. It really is about creating an, an engaged audience. I think it's far more important to have 100 followers that listen to everything you do and everything you say and are excited about what what you have to offer rather than a hundred thousand that are either bots or just i don't know why they're there actually exactly (laughs) everybody can get a million bots to follow them right Um, oh it's easy you (laughs) you can pay for those Right. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we will talk about 2017 content marketing trends as well as content marketing for wearable technology. Don't go away. Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. 
Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Content for your ears and everything in between. Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with Georgecast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to Georgecast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness. I'm here with Don Osmond of Oscom. Don, you're speaking at South by Southwest in March. Can you talk a little bit about what you're sharing on? No. Not at all. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm very excited about that. It's happening on March 14th. Got a panel of a few individuals coming to speak uh, all about this topic of storytelling and marketing. It seems to be a, a bit of a, a buzz that's happening right now. It's been going on for a couple years, but really going to open up uh, and explain not necessarily why that's all important, but also how how brands can actually implement these types of strategies with regards to telling stories and engaging their audiences, engaging their customers through stories. Being in Austin, do you uh, participate in South by Southwest pretty much every year? Yes, every year, considering I've only been here for two years. So oh, I, I suppose. <laughs> so I will have done it every year, yes. Great. Do you speak a lot, Don? I try to take opportunities when I can. I'm also going to be speaking at the uh, Small Business Festival here in Austin, uh, coming up in May. So looking forward to that too. So if people want to find you at South by Southwest, how do they do that? Oh, great. Amongst the myriad of individuals, I, you know, I think the best way people can find me or connect with me is going to be through the website and that's ozcom.marketing. And there you can connect with me through email. Of course, we've got the, uh, the, the social feeds, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. Um, do that first, and then and then reach out to me on out in South by. Of course, that you know that being said, South by actually has their own little uh, South by social page. I'm listed on there, and you can connect with me there too. Perfect. Um, our first article today is from the Content Marketing Inst- Institute. It touches on uh, five content marketing trends: buying influencers. Content marketing is a defensive mechanism, backlash against social platforms, email renaissance, and print resurgence. Don, which of these trends do you think is most critical to watch? Email, uh, by far. Um, I mean, there are so many things that are happening with 2017 in terms of opportunities for new marketing strategies, but really, I think it's about connecting on an individual level with the consumers and the customers that we have. And the best way to do that is right at the inbox. 
I seem to see an article about once a month about how email is dead. Um, and this article is talking about how it's it's in a renaissance phase. Um, why do a lot of people think email's dead? Because they're not using it right. I mean, they're using it the same way they would be blasting things on social media and just saying, hey, here's, here's some great content. I'm going to spam your inbox. And spamming is a real thing. If you're going to engage in email, you need to be able to bring a value to your to your customers, to the people that you're engaging with. So if it's not done right, it's going to be far more detrimental to your brand. You see a lot of email campaigns where, you know, I guess the campaign doesn't exactly match the audience. And basically what I read out of that is, here I am, I don't understand who you are, I don't care who you are, will you buy my product anyway? Oh, and you know what? You hit something just perfectly square on. I mean, I, I just read an article recently that was done in the UK that somewhere between 70 to 80% of brands and companies just don't listen to their customers. And so if you're not listening to your customers, why in the world would you expect them to listen to you? I mean, what's the old adage? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. That's a great point. That's it for today. We need to wrap. You can find Don Osmond at oscom.marketing or on social media, Facebook and Twitter as Don Osmond. Thanks for being on the show today, Don. Hey, thank you, Tim. And thanks to the audience for joining us on FjordCast. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.